Hi, I'm Alex Bellinger, and this is Small Biz Pod on Tuesday, the 10th of July. Coming up in today's show, I've got a great interview with Nigel Bottrell, who runs the bestof.co.uk, which is uh, one of the UK's top 100 sites. Uh, it is uh, a kind of a business directory and local information site, which has been franchised out around the country and is doing phenomenally well. Um, so very interesting to hear from Nigel about how he came up with the, with the idea, or at least his wife came up with the idea, how the idea was implemented and how the franchise model in this particular instance has rolled out uh, the best of .co.uk in a, in a very rapid manner indeed and uh, elevated it to one of the, the most visited sites in the UK. So uh, fascinating story there of uh, Nigel's entrepreneurial flair and the story of business uh, bestof.co.uk. Um, I'm sure many of you will have visited the site. And I'll also have uh, a roundup of comments from listeners and an update on who's signed up to the Frapper map, who's posted their picture and put their pin in the map uh, from around the globe this week. Um, also, I just wanted to say a big thank you to uh, all those who have found me on Facebook. Uh, Facebook's this kind of uh, the new, uh, well, it's not very new, but it's certainly attracting a lot of buzz at the moment in terms of networking. And uh, yeah, if you're on Facebook or if you're thinking about signing up or uh, do check me out, I'll just type in Alex Bellinger or Small Biz Pod and there's a little group for Small Biz Pod and uh, you can friend me or friend the group. And uh, I'm really pleased to say that um, thanks to uh, Eric Dadoon from uh, FB Dev Directory, uh, sort of directory for uh, Facebook developers, I think. And uh, the developer who I worked with through them, uh, a guy called Skylar. Let me see if I can find his uh, second name, but I'll I'll put details in the uh in the show notes anyway for you. Uh, anyway, Skylar and Eric, they did a fantastic job and, and produced a really rather nifty little uh, small biz pod player for as a sort of Facebook app. So you, if you've got a profile, you can add the small biz pod player to your, your profile and uh, let your friends, family and anyone else who knows you listen to the show if they're interested. So thank you very much, Eric and Skylar, for sorting that for me. But now, let's move on to the interview with Nigel Bottrell. Okay, well, it's not often on Small Biz Pod that I interview sort of celebrity entrepreneurs. Now, recently, I, I did manage to catch up with uh, Lord Balamoria of uh, Cobra Beer, who I guess is probably one of the more famous people that I've interviewed. But as a lot of you know, the, the, the people I actually enjoy interviewing most are, if you like, the rising stars of business. So, you know, they may well be well known uh, within sort of small business startup or growing business sort of fraternity, and they may have won a few awards, but they haven't really reached the, the sort of public's general consciousness. Um, but today on Small Biz Pod, I'm really delighted to uh, be able to have a chat with somebody who I think is going to be a star of the future. Um, he's been recognised by um, the CBI's uh, prestigious Growing Business Awards um, and also by one of the most uh, well-known US market marketing awards, the Glazer Kennedy Information Marketer of the Year Award. Um, and his name is Nigel Bottrell. Nigel, welcome to Small Biz Pod. 
Alex, good afternoon. Now, I haven't actually said to uh, listeners yet what it is you do, and I'm sure no, many, tell me, please. Yeah. <laughs> many, many will, uh, many will have visited your sites. I mean, the, your sort of current entrepreneurial endeavour is uh, thebestof.co.uk, isn't it? Why don't yeah, you tell absolutely. us a little bit about what that, it is? That, that's the most significant part of our business. Yeah. It's certainly, the, uh, the, the, the it's the bit that's getting us talked about at the moment. I think. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that's certainly where. Uh, People we're most familiar with, hopefully. Um, and in in essence, it's a kind of local information site run by local people, including sort of details of local businesses, and it's, it's a bit like a kind of a, a, a user generated yellow pages. Would that be a, a way of describing it? Well, we, we I, I would I would as a user generated parish newsletter, really. Okay. Because um, yeah. I, I think it's uh, much more of a, of a community feel. Yeah. And that's actually how the business started. Um, because uh, I think um, oh, many things, you know, there wasn't there wasn't some great plan or some great moment of inspiration when uh, it became clear that this is what we should be doing or this is the direction that I should take with the business. Yeah. Um, the the best of has its roots um, way, way way back in an issue that my my wife actually started, so I can take no credit for it whatsoever. Right. And uh, she she'd been a stay at home mum for many years. Yeah, yeah. And. Um, had the urge to to do some work. Uh, didn't want to forfeit her time with the children. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find a job that enabled her to have the flexibility that she needed and paid her what she felt she was worth. And she came up with an idea to to run a, a very local uh, magazine for for the little neighbourhood where we lived in in Solihull in the West Midlands. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just humoured her, Alex, at the time. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> yeah, to my you know, ever eternal embarrassment now looking back but yeah. she uh, she launched this little magazine delivered it free through a couple of thousand homes yeah and essentially any what, what was all happening in the in the little in the, in the neighborhood and, and promoted local businesses and it was a really big success it got became yeah. very popular very quickly made it quite a bit of money and after about a year or so of doing that she was getting lots of requests from other people to help them set up similar magazines mm. which she had no mm. real desire to do but we uh, we sat down and uh, between the two of us ended up putting a little pack together yeah. that would enable people to set up and launch and promote uh, and publish, sorry, a, a local community magazine. Mm. Oh, mm. And, and, and that was called MyMag, and that was really the first kind of proper venture that, uh, in, in, in this arena. And there are over a thousand MyMags now across the UK and, and in six other countries. Mm. Mm. Um, but they're all little cottage industries, typically run by stay-at-home mums, not all of them, but that's yeah. typically people doing it. But it was very obvious, I think, to me and anyone that kind of looked at that, that particular business that um, whilst the, these were great um, at a local level, the magazine format kind of worked, mm. you know, the, the world is moving online. Yeah. And uh, yeah. there was a real opportunity here to start to provide quality information online that was truly local. Mm. And, mm. Uh, and no one else seemed to be doing it. There were lots of listing sites out there. You can go and get lots of listings of yeah. plumbers or decorators or anything else. But actually getting yeah. detail and information on it is, is hard to find. And so that's where we, that was the origins of the best of. And uh, you know, we launched it a couple of years ago now in the early or spring of 2005. Yeah. And it's, it's been uh, something of a phenomenon. It's, um, there are over 330 local sites now. We're the fastest growing UK franchise ever. And as you said at the beginning, you know, people are starting to take, you know, stand up and take notice. We know mm. we've, we've got quite, a, quite a, a, a market share of online searches for local information. And we're, we're really uh, carving out a bit of a niche. And, and, and I know we're causing a few ripples for one or two of the big boys. Right. We're definitely <laughs> well, e- e- eating into the market. So. Uh, like, um, it's, it's certainly one of, the, uh, one of the things I enjoy most from in entrepreneurship and indeed in online businesses that you can, uh, you can create a, a business model that takes 
the big boys are back, as it were, makes them yeah. stop and think, uh, oh, I see, a competitor from, a, from an angle that we'd never anticipated before. Yeah, I think that's right. And I mean, the, um, you know, the, the great thing about our business is I said we've got 330 people running their own individual sites around yeah, the yeah. country. So 330 yeah. entrepreneurs, mm. of course, who are all putting their own, you know, all slightly doing this in slightly different ways with their own little spin on it, but they're all becoming big figures in their own local communities. So, so it, I mean, franchising is one thing. What is less usual, although I'm, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but what is not so common is franchising online businesses, is it? Well, no, I think in, in many respects, I think we, we, we were the kind of... Uh, you know, the, 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 first to do this certainly at any sort of scale yeah um, there are a couple of kind of website design franchises around but nothing that actually took another you know a, a, another business and turned and, and, and did it on the web mm. but I, you know but having said that you know w- where we where we led others have started to follow yeah and uh, yeah. i think yeah. it is a this is something that we will see a lot more of mm. um so but from a, from a sort of just a practical point of view i mean for uh, i mean not not wishing to 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 give listeners sort of too many too many of your sort of trade secrets but just from a practical point of view when you're when you're franchising an online business, I mean, are you are you sort of centrally paying for for hosting and the basic web design, and then the content is is down to the franchisee? How does it at, work? At, at a very simple level, the answer to that would be yes. Yeah. You know, essentially, you know, our franchisees are uh, what we're able to do. We're much stronger together than we would be apart. You know, yeah. the individual local sites would not have the clout that we have. You wouldn't be talking to me now, I would suggest, if I'd just done a site in Solihull. No, no. Uh, no. Um, so we've got a lot of, we call it national clout by, yeah. by, by working together on this. It means as well that we can, you know, develop the site much more uh, aggressively and rapidly and do different things with it because we've got the, you know, the might of 330 outlets behind it. But at mm. a day-to-day level, each of our franchisees is able to access the, the back of the site, as it were, through what we call an admin console. Yeah. So they're, they're responsible for the content and on, 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 their, uh, you know, on their particular pages of the site. Yeah, yeah. We take care of all the hosting and the promotion and everything else. And yeah. uh, it, it's, it is working very, very well. Now, I know you've got um, a staggering 40,000 advertisers, which... <laughs> Well, we've got so, forty thousand businesses that we oh, okay. that, are fe- that are featured on the site. Absolutely, right. yeah. And I mean, that, but that's growing. That, that's growing at well, we're about a thousand a week at the moment. You know, so mm. we we, um, we expect to be heading towards a hundred thousand by the end of two thousand and seven. So they and, pay for their listing or their entry, do they? Well, yeah. It's not. It's, it's not the thing about the better. It's not. A, it's, it's very much a feature on 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 their business. You know, they're, they're, okay. It's, it's yeah. quite comprehensive. They, they, there's they, there's audio on that. We have the world's first talking ads mm-hmm. as part of the uh, as part of the best of. And uh, and you know the great thing about it is that with all these businesses have got relationships with the people that own the franchise. Yeah. So they're much yeah. more than just advertisers in the way that, for instance, you know, the newspaper or even you know, the likes of Yellow Pages may happen because. Mm. They're all lo- these have all got a relationship with a fellow local business person, yeah. our franchisee yeah, in, yeah. in their area. Yeah. So um, you'll see a lot of things happening with the best of in the months ahead as we as we really start to add a lot more value to local businesses um, because that, that, that we've got the platform now to do that. And is that uh, is that your prime uh, revenue stream, or do you take a kind of glo- a sort of central global based cross um, cross franchise ad? campaign from larger sort of sponsors or advertisers yeah the, I mean, the, the, the model works um in, in in a number of different ways at, at a base level the franchisees pay a license fee yeah on a, on a monthly basis yeah. um but there are lots of other services that we provide that are available either to them or to the businesses that are on their sites mm. and um that, no, they all generate so we've got quite a you know 
quite a complex of different revenue streams. So yeah. People can pick and yeah. choose the different services and elements that they want. And giving the customers that choice, whether the customer is at my franchisee or one of the businesses in their area that are being profiled and featured, yeah. um, that, that choice is there. Okay. Now let's um, move away from the sort of the sort of nitty gritty and the detail of the business itself, which uh, which admittedly is is mm. interesting, and talk a little bit about your own kind of entrepreneurial impulses and and, and some of the the challenges and uh, th- that you've you've overcome and successes you've achieved and how you've achieved them. I know that you're. You're in essence from a from, from a corporate background. I mean, originally, isn't it? Aren't you? Oh, I, I, I grew Barclays up boy and man in, uh, in in working in Barclays. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a traditional banker, but um, you know, I, I spent eighteen years there until I was in my mm. mid thirties. So, yeah, uh, yeah absolutely, my, my background is there. Now, I, I, a lot of uh, people, a lot of listeners to Small Biz Pod, um, write in and ask the same question, and that is, and it's something that I've done myself, um, and that is how do you move, uh, how difficult it is, it, is it to move from that s- s- relatively financially secure, relatively yeah. uh, corporate world, uh, a world which is, has very different kind of motivations and, and you know, your progression up, your biz- up yeah. the business and the politics, um, yeah. the way things are done. In some, to a certain extent, the the inefficiencies and the the inflexibilities of corporate life. Yeah. How do you? How did you face that? How did you? Did, was it like a? Were you, were you like a duck to water, or, or, or was it hard moving to to, to to become an entrepreneur? Oh, um, well, I think it, I think if it's too hard, people you won't do it. Uh, um, yeah. There has to be something that's innate in you that enables you to, to, to once you, once you once you start doing it. And actually, nothing nothing motivates you more than having bills to pay in the month. You <laughs> know, uh, and, and I can and I can still relate to that. I mean, you know, yeah. I, um, yeah, I I spent a lot of time in Barclays and, and had a very successful career there. Um, but I, I knew I was I was never going to be the, the the CEO at Barclays. That was mm. never ever going to happen. Mm. And uh, and and so I, I I jumped there when I was still in my mid thirties. But I went from there to another organisation, albeit as the employed managing director. But it was a you know a mid sized company. Yeah. Uh, but I went as the employed MD. So again, I guess it was if you like, well, partly a halfway house. I guess because yeah. I did have a yeah. lot more uh, scope. It was a much smaller organisation. Yeah. But after a couple of years there, I just wanted my own train set, and it was mm. one of those things. It was you know, long cliff-top walks with my wife. Actually, you know, while ever I was in someone else's employ, I was never really going to be fulfilled. And yeah. life is actually quite short. And you know, looking back, it was undoubtedly a defining moment. But. Um, yeah, I, I made the, the the leap. You know, we did mm. what we could to provide ourselves a bit of financial security. Yeah. Um. You know, stacked a little bit of cash to give ourselves a few months of um, uh, to, to 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 work it through. But I just felt it was something that I had to do. Uh, but inter- interestingly, of course, while, whilst I, cause I didn't, while, when I made that leap, mm. that was that was Sue, my wife, was clearly very concerned about the uh, the, the family income. Yeah, yeah. And that yeah. was when she came out. Oh, I better I better do something then. That's where the idea for my mind came from. <laughs> okay. which is so, so the whole thing actually, as it happens, was all. Yeah. Oh, all wrapped quite up, in, in, inextricably interlinked. And I went off and set up my own kind of marketing company, yes. which, which you know, did did okay. I mean, you know, it, it was a successful piece. But once my mag took off, it was very clear that um, you know that this was something that needed proper focus, and, and actually very very rapidly becoming more more lucrative than, than my marketing business. Yeah, so I ended yeah. up closing that down and jumping with into my mag, which was never the plan. And then, of course, my mind became best of, and best of become raring to go, and, and the yeah. whole thing's developed in a way that it was never, never <laughs> planned and foreseen. And I, and I do think, you know, from my own take on this, is that one of the most you know, necessary characteristics of a of successful, you know, entrepreneurs is, is the ability to 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 respond and adapt. Yeah. 
I would agree, yeah. No, no plans ever turn out exactly how you want them to. No. I think it's the ability of people to, to, to recognise that, adapt to things that happen, seize opportunities that come along that, that will uh, you know, and, and ensure success. And we work very hard here now. We've got quite a large team of people here now. And a, our management meeting every week, we're looking at what we need to change on the plan because mm, mm. as a result of what's happened. Yeah. Now, uh, clearly you go from you, know, you and your wife with a fantastic idea, you're executing something on, on, you know, first in, in print um, uh, and then online and beginning to, 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 to consider franchising it out as the best model to, yeah. to grow the business. How, how did you, what did you do uh, first off to, 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 to take it from, you know, two people to, you know, a head office team? I mean, how, well, how do you make that transition? Um, well, well um, in our case, we, we, we just had to happen because the, the demand was such that it was just growing like topsy. Yeah. I mean, we couldn't answer. The phone was never... We had one phone line initially, you know, and then it just, you know, we couldn't answer it quick yeah. enough. So you have to get another phone line. Oh, my God, now there's two phones ringing, there's only one person. And so, oh, better get yeah, some yeah. help in. And, uh, yeah. you know, in, in, our, in our situation, which is probably a little bit unusual, it was just a question of getting, you know, getting the phones answered because we'd had a, there was some a journalist had written an article about the whole thing. And that's what triggered, that's what really was yeah. the catalyst to get the whole thing moving. Yeah. Um, but then once you, um, I think it's all about where, where you want to go with, with what you're doing because it, it would have been, you know, relatively straightforward for us to sit on you know, a nice little modest size business generating, mm. you know, uh, a few thousand pounds of profit a month. Yeah. Um, but there's, um, I'm very fortunate, a couple of years ago, I met, met, a, uh, met Donald Trump in, in, ah, okay. in, in the States. I actually mm. had dinner with him. Ah. Well, actually, when I say that, there were, there were 200 other people in the room. Okay. But I heard, uh, heard him speak at the end of this dinner and he got asked a question by uh, one of the one of the Americans that was there was in Cleveland in Ohio and this guy asked him Mr. Trump you're very successful what do you attribute your success to yeah. and, and, and Trump said something that I just was really profound and he said uh, I think big most people think small mm. this gives me a distinct advantage mm. and, and I just really resonated with me did that actually you know if you think you know, let's think big and so from the very early days um We've worked very hard to, to always be pushing the business and pushing the goals. And that does mean, you know, I'm not going to grow the business if I'm the one taking the phone calls on the product, no, for no, instance. No, no. So I need to get a salesperson in. And, oh, and then someone to actually make up the packs and send them on. And then, oh, we've got to train these people. Well, I can't do the training either. Yeah. And so it was a kind of a, an incremental recognition that I've got to spend my time working on the business and moving it forward because that's what I can do best. Mm. And I need help and support from my team to actually do the business and yeah. uh, that, that's always been our driver in terms of coping with growth mm. um, and sometimes you get it wrong you know we've we've um, we've overhired on a couple of yeah. occasions and had too many people yeah and then yeah. equally we've missed things and, and been caught short but that's that's that life's like that isn't it? yeah yeah and there's always that difficult phase isn't there where you have to take a you know a fairly calculated risk sort of financially in terms of the the employing staff and uh, Assessing whether they're go they're going to pull in the income to cover yeah, well, no, and well, exceed well, it's their salaries. That. You know. It's very true, and I think my uh, well, my stance on recruiting staff is: I think all you can ever hope for is to get more right than you get wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but um, but I think people I, when I'm recruiting staff, I, I'm not looking at the kind of annual cost or the salary cost or anything like that. I'm looking at well, what's it going to cost me for three months? 
Mm. Well, mm. actual cash is going to go out in three months because yeah. I'll know in three months. Yeah, yeah. And so and that, 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 make, that diminishes the size of the decision. Yes, yeah, your minimum it, loss, as it were. Absolutely. So, yeah. so the worst, well, the worst case is this person comes in yeah. and it has been three months to work out that they're absolutely useless. Yeah. And in that three months, it's going to cost me you know, eight grand or nine grand or 12 yeah. grand or whatever. Yeah. Now, that's a, much, that's a much easier decision to make yeah. than, oh, my God, it's 50 grand a year or whatever. And, you know, and, and, and therefore, uh, that, that's the way we've run this. And we've made yeah. Well, we've made mistakes, but I think just breaking it down and recognizing, because unless you have the help, that, that will always be the biggest yeah. constraint on growth. You, no, no, you have to build a pe- team, and it is difficult, and people are you know, the biggest challenge, I think, in any business these days. Um, but get it right, and it's fantastic, and yeah, then yeah, they can take yeah. you way beyond it, where you'd ever get by yourself. Yeah, and and yeah. You know, I've got, I'm very fortunate to have some really fantastic, inspirational people working with me now in, in N5, and and with the best of, and uh, you know, they they inspire me, mm, and mm. Um, you know, we, we, it, it's great, and that wouldn't have happened if we hadn't taken that little leap. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, where where next? Are you a, are you a sort of serial publishing entrepreneur, or uh, or, or what? Or, you know, you're gonna get you're gonna get sort of uh, itchy itchy feet for the next thing, or is is well, growing expansion, Alex? That's the way expansion. To go. Yeah. Well, I think the. Um, you know what, what we've done with the best of, uh, it, you know, will work in many other markets uh, in the world. And mm, uh, you know, it, it, it's web-based, and whilst we live in infrastructure, different countries, what we're actively working on now is the expansion of the best of into a number of overseas markets this mm. year and, and, and next year, mm. um, which is very exciting for us. I mean, the um, you know, so many things, for instance, come here from America. Yeah, and I think it will be one of the most fulfilling points in my career if we, well, when we successfully take the best over to America, mm, yeah. and that, that's that, that's very much part of the uh, of the plan. Now, exit strategies: sell to Yahoo or something like that. Would it be? <laughs> well, um, I think I, I mean it's something that I mean about the third person this week asked me that question, which oh, really? is interesting, really, because it's um, it's not something that I've really given you know serious thought. I'm having too much fun. Yeah, and I, I do recognise that probably as a responsible kind of. Of, uh, CEO of a business, it, 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 I ought to have a, a clearer view on this than I currently have. <laughs> okay. but, uh, but life's a blast, you know. Yeah, yeah, and working yeah. with some great people, we're enjoying a lot of success, having a lot of fun doing it. Why would I want to leave this? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm only 41. Yeah, absolutely. I think <laughs> I can't, focus. I can't now. <laughs> absolutely. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy yeah. whilst you can. Right. Oh, well, Nigel, it's been a, a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much. I know that there's a, a lot of really useful um, tips and advice there that I know listeners will be. Uh, we'll, we'll find fantastically well, useful. Well, the, the site's great. You guys do a great job, and I, uh, I hope it's been helpful. Nice yeah, to has. talk to you. Yeah, great stuff. Thanks, Nigel. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. So there we are. A great story, I think, from Nigel, and uh, some, some great insights as well. Uh, you know, the web, we can build quite large businesses extremely rapidly, as, as we've, we've seen. And uh, I really like the, lo- the local aspect of uh, bestof.co.uk. Uh, there's a there's a lot to it, and uh, and the franchising it out kind of model, uh, franchising out an internet idea, interesting as well. So um, I enjoyed uh, doing that one. I'm sure you will have enjoyed listening with a bit of luck as well. So um, on to uh, this month's or this week's comments um, from listeners. 
One comment uh, sent to me by email. I hope you'll forgive me for reading this one out. Uh, it's a, a very nice email from uh, Mark Wood, who says, uh, first, what a fantastic podcast. I've nearly listened to them all during my travels and will have to listen to them again whilst not driving so I can take notes. Truly inspirational, and I've learned more in 47 podcasts than 10 years working for other people. Uh, my wife and I started a, an all-year-round Christmas shop, the Christmas Emporium, in Pitlochry, Scotland, two years ago. Uh, we moved 300 miles to start a fresh life and a fresh challenge. Um, he goes on to say, it's great starting a new business, but we recently learned, thanks to your shows, that you can very quickly fall into the monotony trappings of day-to-day -day management. And it is very easy to forget about growth and development and the energy needed to achieve continued success. Your podcast and all the people who contribute help to refocus our energy towards uh, these important tasks uh, have opened our eyes to new ways of thinking that enabled us to learn new skills and approach our business thinking from a new direction. As a result, we've expanded into providing exclusive Christmas decorations to hotels that cater to the higher end of the market and are advanced stages of planning for a second specialist genre shop. Who would have guessed that buying an iPod three months ago would have changed our lives so dramatically? Best hundred quid I've ever spent. Uh, I mean, as ever, I'm I'm just. It's always a delight to hear that Small Biz Pod has helped in some small way with with uh, people setting up and starting their own business, or, or or brings them new ideas. Certainly, all the interviews that I've done have, have opened my eyes to and have have brought me new ideas. So, I mean, I think you guys listening and me producing are, are pretty much one in the same. We're all learning together. And uh, it's the, the guests on the show who I have to, have to say a big thank you to because they're contributing their real insight, real expertise. And um, it's, it's great fun and uh, informative. So thank you all to the guests. Might as well say that. Don't say it probably often enough. Um, and uh, thanks to Matthew or Matt. I'm oh, no, sorry, Matt. Mark. Mark Wood. I'm sorry, Mark. Uh, I can't even read my own writing. It's Mark uh, Wood. So thank you very much, Mark. And then a couple of comments left on the uh, Small Biz Pod blog. If you want to leave comments, loads of different ways to do it. You can go to the blog at smallbizpod.co.uk and uh, put your comments in the comment box at the bottom of each podcast episode. Or you can simply telephone one of the numbers and leave a message on the answer machine and i've got an audio comment to come so we'll play that shortly um or you can just drop me an email whichever i, I and there's a loads, loads of other ways anywhere any other way you can think of leave me a message on frapper or on uh, ning or on facebook and i'll mention you on the podcast so uh firstly from ian denny who um, i actually wrote a piece about his blog uh, very recently it's an incredible blog um uh, he's he's struggling with a failed business and uh, resurrecting his sort of small business from the remains of, a, of a, an old business that has failed. Fascinating reading, lots of practical advice there. So I, I encourage you to check Ian's blog out. Um, Ian writes, can empathise with this more than anything I've heard. In fact, I'm in the middle of the Pavlov's dog situation Martin describes at the point of failure. Uh, and this is uh, a comment left in relation to the last weeks or last month's podcast with uh, Martin Webb who talked about business failure 
Um, and Ian goes on to say, maybe I am an entrepreneur having started again along with a blog to diarise the horror and hope as things develop, reassuring that he talks about it as a positive experience despite the scars. So thanks very much for that, uh, Ian. Um, also had a comment from Fiona who says, congratulations on show number 50. Keep up the great work. So thank you for that, Fiona. Um, and... Uh, in terms of people who are new to the uh, to the Frapper map, uh, you can put your pin in wherever you're located in a picture or a comment. Uh, first of all, Ed Masters, who is based in um, Morgin in the French Alps. Uh, I think it's, I can't remember how you pronounce it now, but it's something like that, uh, which isn't a bad place. It's a ski resort. <laughs> so he says, hi, Alex, fantastic show. Wish there were a bigger archive. Well, there we go. Uh, wait another twelve months, and you'll have a bigger archive. <laughs> or I should up the output. Uh, we'll we'll try we'll try both. Uh, thanks for that, Ed. And also from John King in Newport in Wales, who runs a, a small network cabling installation company, and uh, also uh, from Leamington Spa in Warwick, Stefan Drew, uh, who has also put himself with his shiny laptop on the Frapper map. And now, um, one audio comment, uh, and as I said, you can leave an audio comment, just leave a message on the answer machine, there are various different numbers, so you can call from wherever you are in the world, at a relatively cheap rate, and uh, I'll play your audio comment. I love audio comments, they're great, and this one is from uh, an Indian listener called Gagandeep Sapra. Hey Alex, this is Gagandeep from India. I just heard the 26th June episode with Martin Webb, and I found it very useful as a serial entrepreneur myself, I believe borrowing money at the right time and at the right price is the best thing to do to grow your business. Uh, just making sure that your business grows on the pace that it should and not as low as you can make money is one of the big things to make it really work. Uh, also, an update on FIOB. We've canned our second interview today and we should be online in about another few weeks. And then I hope you will do a crosslink to us. Look forward to your podcast on Indian entrepreneurs. Thank you. Take care. Have a good day. Well, thank you, Gagandeep. Always great to hear from you. And, and uh, Gagandeep and I have had a, had a good few chats over Skype uh, over the last few weeks. And uh, yeah, he's a great guy, a serial entrepreneur, as he says. And uh, yeah, FIOB is Fire in Our Belly, uh, and a podcast that he's putting together with uh, some some colleagues and associates uh, in India, very much uh, similar to, to Small Biz Pod, I, I guess, in, in concept. Um, and as soon as it's as soon as it's ready, as soon as it's released, uh, those two podcasts very imminent now. I think so. I'll I'll mention them when they arrive. So, uh, yep. Thanks, Gagandeep. I, I think the 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 borrowing versus equity uh, debate is um, an interesting one and, and one that will continue. But uh, I guess it depends on your type of business and the the type of finance you need and when you need it. Okay, so that is just about it for uh, this week's show. Um, other than the music choice, and I'm delighted to be able to play another track from uh, the, the superb monotonic label. And this is a kind of a really, really sort of uh, funky piece of electronica from an artist called Bit Basic, and the track is called Emails. 